everybody, welcome back to Murder Blows. This episode, Cody is going to rock our world, but not what she would normally do. Uh, we're not going to talk about a murder per se, but more of the ways that people in higher places have made decisions that have affected people's lives in a massively negative way. So hang out with us as we discuss some very hot topics in this episode. My name is Maisie, and I'm joined with Cody. Oh, shit, it's me, Sasha. And Violet's here, we swear. Maybe? Uh, (laughs) Well, we hope so. Her face is on the screen. Um, Thanks for listening. Enjoy the episode as much as you can. (laughs) Bye! can you hear me yes oh my god my microphone came off of the stand last week like completely and i had to glue it (laughs) back together you're so crafty oh well actually i made Seth do it because the screw was like stripped and i couldn't get it apart and so i was like seth fix this i'm like unscrewing my mic right now to figure out how that happened I picked it up and it totally just busted. Like the round part came off of the stand. And I gotta turn you guys up. Yes. Well, you heard it here first. Murder blows. The blue snowball mics only last eighty-eight episodes. Eighty-nine. I only use mine for whenever I'm with him here and doing my show. So. Wow. Yeah. Like. 10. <laughs> well, I don't think that adds up. <laughs> Minus some. Oh my god. So I threw this case together. I hope you guys like it. And what else? Um, I have to finish going through my notes. Okay. Real quick. House pumpkin. Oh, she's so cute. She's Yay. starting to like I have to take her out on a leash to pee and I'm getting really sick of it because it's cold. And so the last couple days, I'm like, go out on your own and go pee and then come back when you're done. And she comes back to the door every time. And I don't have to follow her. That's so sweet. Oh, she's so cute. Only she got an ornament off my Christmas tree and chewed it. So. Oh, at least it wasn't the whole tree. No, no, no. My tabby cat with socks one year, I tied the tree to the wall with fishing line and she still knocked it over. Oh she gosh. was, a yeah. Yeah, there's a reason we don't have a Christmas tree. It's yeah. called Jarvis, Harvey, and Geralt. Oh, I can't to even imagine. Geralt never had the opportunity to knock down the Christmas tree. We gave up after the other two. Oh, I so. would have too. Like, I didn't even buy a nice one until my cat stopped destroying my awful one. But then, yeah. like Francis, she every year she's like, "Oh, Christmas tree." I need all the ornaments I can get. That's I love awful. it. Mari just lays underneath it. That's adorable. Like a That's Christmas so present. Oh, our first Christmas we had her. We got a smaller, like, 
real tree and she pooped underneath it. <laughs> oh, she was like, this is outside. I said to my husband, I was like, they probably get so confused because like they don't know it's Christmas. So they're probably just like, oh, it's that time of year again where there's suddenly a tree in the living room and then it goes away. <laughs> I can poop here. Yeah. I love, like, if you think about the dog's diary, it's like, dear diary, today my family brought a tree inside. Guess that's normal. Uh, yeah, I will my, poop under it. My territory now. Exactly. I love it. I'm so glad that you liked the last case. Oh, Thanks. my God. It's so stressful. What the hell? We'll see. Uh, yeah. Are we recording? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm talking. Uh, I think it'll the be Zoo Man. the Zoo Man, which was episode eighty nine. Because I don't know when this is going to come out, but I I listened to it a month after, essentially almost a month after you guys recorded it, and I was heated. I was walking Mari in like these quiet neighborhoods of Portland, and. I walked past the guy and he just looked at me and I realized my mouth was open because I was reacting to the part. Better than the normal reasons men look at women. I know, but he's just like, you okay? I'm just like, (laughs) do you know about the zoo man? Oh my God. (laughs) Do you know about the zoo man? Oh my God. I honestly feel like, um, this week went by very fast. Like, we just got done doing this. Me too. That's because there's so much shit crammed into this time of year that it's just ridiculous. I guess that's true. I feel like it's been two weeks. Like, I... The opposite. Everything needs to happen, and it's <laughs> just really not happening. Is it going? I'm, it's- trying. I'm trying so hard, guys. Like, I... I'm just trying to kill it, and I did really good, except for um, yesterday when it was a snow day. Mm. Did it I stay around? It oh, yeah. I'll send you guys a picture of my car this morning. Um, so, I didn't go anywhere on Tuesday because it was a snow day, and I took the day to, like, finish up random shit that I needed to do at my house and I didn't do any of it but um I should have went out on Tuesday when I woke up and cleaned off my car before it had a chance to freeze like a layer of ice and Mm -hmm. then three inches of snow and then today when I went out I've never seen this in my life and like I've lived in Pennsylvania where it does snow in October and November and there were just leaves stuck (laughs) On top of the snow. Love that. This is stupid, guys. This is stupid. It didn't Mm -hmm. really stay in Nashville. Like it's in the spots that don't get sun ever, but the rest of it's gone. It it a lot of it went away today. Um but I had to drive my car into town and like sit it in parking lots in the sun while I ran errands. Like I had to make sure that the sun was hitting it so it would finish melting the snow off of it because I couldn't get it all scraped off and it wouldn't fucking go away. It was just like, there's still a big clump on it. <laughs> Oof. I love it. You can see, like, this is this morning. This wasn't even 
when it happened, but I sent you guys a picture. Oh, it's cute. You got way <laughs> more snow than we did. Here is when it happened. This is when I woke up on Tuesday morning. Oh, I'm so jealous. Secret <sighs> wish, guys. I w hope that it just snows a whole fucking bunch this year. That's Me too. But I am, I'm really pissed. Like, I should wait because this ties into my case. But, like, it was literally 90 degrees the first week of October. And I don't like... The only reason I don't like fall is because I know it leads to winter and then I get depressed. But it's not really the fact that I like I, I like snow and I needed a break from the 90 degree heat. But like it was 90 degrees in the 90s the whole first week of October. We were in a drought and then all of a sudden now it's 12 degrees and there's snow on the ground. Climate <laughs> crisis. What in the shit? I love it. Like in that way that I really don't love it. Hi, Violet. Hi, Violet's avatar. You'll have to oh, talk oh. so that I can finish I realized my mic was unmuted. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just been like, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> hey. I like that. I like that our names are across the bottom of our visuals, and it says Cody, Sasha, Shaken, you. Because <laughs> Violet is shaking. I always forget about Shaken. Yeah. Shaken. I am tasked with picking the dinners for when my team is in New York for training next week which is why <gasps> we're double recording you get to go to new york i do i am I... very fucking exciting are you excited. going to the city yeah yes sorry i've been trying to be real cool and not say new york city because i thought that was assumed but i well, used to live in buffalo new york and so it's definitely fucking not assumed like i don't oh that's so funny john just got back from upstate new york and that's where buffalo is Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, but I, he just kept sending me food, and I'm, mm -hmm. I want, I've only been to New York one time, and I've still never been to the city, and I just want to eat there. John's sister lives there, so we have like a reason to go. Do it, do it. <sighs> Tickets from Nashville are only two hundred bucks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna live vicariously through your posts. Hopefully, some Look. food ones are coming. I only have planned food, literally. Only food. So Tuesday That's night, all you need. Wednesday and Thursday, I'm in training, but I'm allowed to pick the dinners. So that's great. But yes. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, game on. Oh my God. Haven't even bought Broadway tickets, but planned fucking food. I love it. Um, I went there when I was in high school. It was like the year before the trade centers got attacked. Oh. Um, so I have a picture of myself like with the trade centers in the background, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, I, the only thing I want to go to now is the World of Nintendo store. Where is that? I need it. It's downtown New York City, but I don't exactly know where it is. <laughs> All of New York City is downtown. I know. So I usually have a really good sense of direction no matter where I go, including, like, Atlanta and places like that. When I went to New York City, like, 
thank God there was a tour because I had no idea. Like it is all the same. There is just concrete everywhere. It all looks the same. Like Mm. I have a better chance of not getting lost in the woods than in New York city. Like it's just so giant and it's just, you turn a corner and it's more of the same. Like it's awesome, but I could never, ever, ever live there. But it's like something to see. Well, I found it. It's in Rockefeller Center. Okay, I'm marking it right now. There apparently oh. there's a boss tree outside of it. Oh, I love trees. Oh, it'd be so pretty and cold. Are you going over Thanksgiving? Are you going to see the parade? It's the week before Thanksgiving, but um, it is going to be between 50 and 60 degrees so lucky you it's fine i will put away all my cute shit it'll still get cold at night you'll need you'll need night clothes to keep you warm that is true yeah definitely and you never know it could like i don't know throw in another arctic front front at you and then you would just be cold so it could who knows who knows so here's my fodder for this episode yes do it um so i remember had that crisis life crisis when my house was shot at and decided to pursue my lifelong dream of figure skating so i've been doing that it's pretty okay um And so I was like, oh, I'm going to figure skate in fucking Central Park. So I look it up. I do all the research. I am so excited about it. I get to the bottom of the website, and I swear, like, in 146 size font is the word Trump. That motherfucker owns the fucking skating rink. What? In fucking New York. No. Fuck. How does he still own it? Like, how well, did he actually pay the does, bills? I guess, but no, oh, I'm sad. <laughs> but I am going to go because I have decided that he cannot ruin my day, and that's it. That's all I got. Just like make sure you give a homeless person money or something like that to make up for it. Oh, I should give like every homeless person in front of the building like twenty bucks to stand there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to donate to like the opposite political party, but that works out better. Yeah. It's a good idea. This is so cute. Oh my goodness. I bet <gasps> they've got Pokemon. What? Are you at the Nintendo store right now? Uh-huh. Oh my god. It's oh. I'll stop spoiling it for myself. It's my dream. Let's see, it's open 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. They have, like, everything, and it's crap that you just, you can't get anywhere. You can only get it at that store. Oh, that's going to be a problem. I have to pack an empty, well, you can just mail it home. That's true. Especially if it's, like, empty, so you can, they're, like. Hmm, it's fine. Thank you for that recommendation, though. I'm very excited. You're welcome. And I don't have any recommendations on food because it was a long time ago when I went there. And 
um it was like we went with my mom's work and it was like a tour kind of and so they just picked the restaurants for us they were all really good um but i would if i could go back i'd probably get like new york style pizza Ooh, fun fact i was just about to say i know you sure as shit don't need the pizza because it's trash. <laughs> but sorry <laughs> i'm from chicago sorry well, I like, <laughs> if that like, wasn't made abundantly clear i love chicago pizza too and i probably would rather have it because i don't get to have it as often but there's nothing mm-hmm. like a big greasy new york slice of pizza either <laughs> That's fair. When John came back, I was like, he came, he, he got home at like almost 11 p.m. last night. And I was like, oh, okay. Are you hungry? He was like, no, I won't be hungry for days. He was like, I don't want to look at pasta. I don't want to look at pizza. Like his family is Italian. So they like, yeah, he went ham and I'm very jealous. That's all. (laughs) I will also go ham. I'm trying to follow my other dreams, which include getting paid to eat. So oh. catch me live. This episode will be out. Let me know. Past. But I'm going to try to live stream in New York from either the like the grill place or the ramen place. So You have to do it on Saturday night. Okay. I can do that. The well, ramen place is on Saturday York. night. It's Saturday, it's Saturday night. night. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I am laughing. I have just reached the point of stress where like nothing makes me happy anymore. So <gasps> I am laughing. I am happy. <laughs> it's just like your <laughs> your robot mode just like picked in. Like I am happy. This is what <laughs> happiness looks like. I'm laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Happiness. Happiness. No, I understand that. Mari. She's out. <laughs> you don't want to be in the closet? I mean, the office? Mari. Yeah, don't expose me. She's on the bed. She's guarding the door. My studio's in the closet as well. It's I know. Great. I like your lights on your in your studio. Thanks. I watched Thanks. your video. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All that stuff Speaking is so Speaking of closets. Cute. Speaking of closets. Um, Maisie, you started watching Surviving R. Kelly, right? Oh, I started it. I finished it. Oh. I wanted yeah. to make sure I didn't just, like, miss that part of the conversation at the beginning of the podcast, but, uh... Yeah, I was very curious. I haven't watched it yet just because, like, there are things like that where, like, I believe they were scumbags for years. So, like, seeing a documentary of it, I'm just like, okay, cool. Solidified they're scumbags. So, I, like, put them on the back burner, like that Finding Neverland thing. Sorry, MJ fans. Oh, God. But, uh, but no, sorry, I made that connection. But he had that song about being in the closet with his Beretta. So, yeah. How was it? But there was, like, seven songs, right? There was, like, so many parts to it uh the so in the most vague way possible the michael jackson story and the r kelly story are very similar in the fact that you have this person of a high status that it's not possible that all of this stuff was done with just them by themselves and no one else helping 
both of these cases had cases had so many people on the inside helping them with this really wrong twisted stuff and it is so gnarly the i the finding neverland um was very disturbing those two men were so brave and the women that spoke and the surviving R. Kelly are so, so brave. His ex-wife, who he was married to for like seven years, R. Kelly, uh, his ex-wife talked. And I think she maybe have, she got the most screen time and she had the most to say. But, like, uh, their lives are ruined because of this just, like, piece of trash. And what it, what drives me crazy... Besides, like, finding out that he had friends in the Chicago PD, it's it's a whole thing. But what drives me crazy is that, like, Ignition was played at every single school dance we had. And that was in the early 2000s when everyone knew what was going on. And everyone ignored it. You don't think, like, the teachers didn't have the heebie-jeebies when they heard that song at a middle school dance. Ew. Ew. And I'm yelling at my dog. Very icky. <laughs> I never put that together, but now I am disgusted. I, like, thank God my dad was never, like, my dad is so into all types of music. Like, his, I didn't know he was such a big fan of Nas, but thank God he would never, like, purchase anything R. Kelly related, because what, what, it, just, like, as soon as 2013, he had a song come out or something like that. He made, he made a 19-minute song, um, after all the allegations came out, call I admit it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. His Most uh, people think that's a confession. His ex-wife was like, "It's the dumbest nineteen minutes you've ever heard." Nineteen minutes. I it. Wow. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Um. It's very. Oh, it's I hate very, that sigh. It's just disappointing. What's it on right now? Netflix awesome because when it was on tv i didn't have that channel yeah me so. neither i didn't know it was so accessible awesome i need something to watch if you want to rage it's not feel good happy times it's, it's rage it's no, still- i don't think anything's <laughs> like feel good happy times anymore Bob's like, burgers yeah. mm, yes i don't know anyways um you know what speaking of honesty your oh, lips <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Did we race each other? It's all right. Take it away. I'll do it next round. Oh, your lips. Your lips are cute after you use the Blank Slate Labs lip scrub. And your face and hair are cute after using the Arcadian Grooming Conditioning Cream. Two of just several products that I highly recommend to anyone looking to treat yourself themselves. Yes. Uh, you can find the lip scrub that Violet likes to snack on. But we don't recommend that you eat. Please don't. Sorry, Allie. Uh, at Blank Slate Labs on Instagram and BlankSlateLabs.com. Uh, they have a uni oil that I use every day. And I love it. I've never been an oily type of person. And I was like, why would you voluntarily put oil on your face? And she was like, I made a uni oil. And I was like, Tell me what to do with it. I don't know how to take care of myself. So uh, (laughs) I wash my face in the mornings and then I put the uni oil on and then it really helps when I do wear makeup. It really helps it stick and stay on a little longer than normal, which is awesome. 
Um, the uh, partner company to that is called Arcadian Grooming. Uh, that's where we get like our scruffy hand scrub that I swear by. John uses the uh, clay pomade that they've had forever. I think they've changed up the ingredients, but it's still a solid pomade. Uh, we got some from them, and John was like, I need four jars. And I was like, you have a problem. You need to learn to share with others. Um, he'll go through them, though. Don't get it twisted. Um, we'll see what else they have. They have the conditioning cream that I use on my face at night. It's meant for, like, beards and the skin under a beard, but... That's what I have just without the beard. So I use it on my face at night and like it just tells my body shut down. It's time for bed. It tells my body. So, um, but that's fun for an audio podcast. Uh, you can get a 15% discount at both of these sites. We've got ArcadianGrooming.com and Arcadian Official on Instagram and Blank Site Labs. Uh, on Instagram and blankslightlabs.com and both uh, sites work with the code MURDERBLOWS that'll get you 15% off so tell them we sent you also they make great stocking stuffers get you a chapstick from Arcadian you won't regret it Good night. I love stockings <laughs> depress the fuck out of you all yes do it um spoiler alert that's my superpower already <laughs> depressed <laughs> well you know um so yeah, normally i have a case that pops out at me and is just like do me do me and this week for whatever reason it didn't like i tried to research i tried listening to other things to get inspired I tried everything and there was just nothing that I could come up with. And I didn't really want to do another gruesome murder because that's depressing as well. But then I started, I was like, well, okay, let me just talk about different systemic problems that are currently murdering us as a society because I think it's important to talk about issues that are happening to people and maybe we can have a voice for each other. And it doesn't involve murder because these issues have led to people dying. Um, but I'll need your like input. Like I kind of want this to be a discussion thing. If you are down with that. Yes. Okay. All right. So, yep. So fucking depressing. Um, so I started researching climate change and then Ooh. my apocalyptic anxiety was like, no, <laughs> too much. Back it up. <laughs> it's just super terrifying to research, especially this year. Um, so see if I can pronounce all these words that I write down every time that I can't say. Um, the world meteorological.org website WMO um, this is from September 2019 a nice article they had on there and they said that 2015 to 2019 was the warmest five years five year period on record greenhouse gas concentrations are at record levels and the global average temperature has increased 1.1 degrees Celsius since 
the pre-industrial period and 0.2 degrees Celsius from 2011 to 2015. CO2 growth rates are 20% higher from 2015 to 2019 than they were in 2011 to 2015. Um, Antarctic and Greenland ice sheets have decreased and sea level rise and intense tropical storms have led to humanitarian and economic catastrophes. And basically, if you're a public and, and you listen to this, I'm sorry. I don't know why you do. Because, I mean, you obviously are a little bit political sometimes. But this is obviously a problem. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast that I don't think Violet was here for, but I'll repeat it. Like the first week of October, it was in the 90s. It was unbearable outside. I couldn't even stand to wash my car. It is now, let's see, the week of when we're recording this, November 10th, started at Veterans Day weekend. Um, we had a snowstorm on the what day was that the 11th or was that the 12th that was the 12th and by november 12th we reached 12 degrees so it went from in the 90s unbearable to 12 degrees in pretty much a month that's crazy i have never ever experienced that in my entire life and i am 35 i don't understand that like the leaves weren't even off the trees yet this is after we had a drought we were in a drought actually at the beginning of october it was getting scary i thought that everything was going to catch on fire again um because it already did in 2016 and thank god the rain and the snow finally got us out of the drought we're no longer in a drought but it's freezing outside um puerto rico is still and a catastrophe. I probably should have wrote, wrote down the date of Hurricane Maria because I don't remember what year it was. Every single year, there's something terrible that happens. And when was that? Was that 2017 that Hurricane Maria happened? Or 2018? Uh, Google checking. Yeah. Now. I was going to say 18 sounds right, but... Trump was throwing paper towels. He was like brand new president throwing paper towels at people. That would be 2017. I think it was 17. It was 17. Okay, September, uh, between 17. September 16th and October 2nd, 2017. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And that was the same. Was that the same year that the one in Texas happened? The hurricane in Texas? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Sorry, I'm not prepared. <laughs> I told you I was going to pull this out of my ass. I'm so just sad that you're like, oh. what about Hurricane Harvey was also 2017. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there are so many podcasts on these, um, which is kind of why I am talking about it. Um, I've listened to the podcast called Reveal. It has several episodes on uh, Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Maria. Throughline has episodes on this. And they basically they have really good episodes that talk all about how um, they built housing in Texas, knowing that the area could get flooded. And they built housing there anyway. And 
they weren't supposed to like it was never approved for housing but people were money hungry and they built housing there and now people like they don't even have insurance to get their shit fixed because there wasn't supposed to ever have housing built there mm-hmm. um and then of course puerto rico was just was a shit storm because of course it's a territory of the united states but we don't pretend like it's a territory of the United States. And so since those people are brown, we're just like, nah, you're on your own. And their whole entire electric grid fell. And so on top of getting like pounded by storms and floods and water, they just didn't have electricity. There's podcasts about how the hospitals were so full. Um, people couldn't get to the hospitals. So people just kept continuing to die because nobody could get to them um the bahamas are kind of the same way but i'm assuming that they're doing better than what puerto rico um they have their own government in the bahamas so i'm assuming their government's a little better than what you know ours is taking care of puerto rico um there are fires this year in california again for like the 10th year in a row and this time so the current the way the current electrical system is set up um And I know that because I had fires here where I lived and in California. So the way our electric system is ran in America is that you have telephone poles and you have transformers on telephone poles. And when it gets windy, the telephone poles blow over. Well, when the transformers hit the ground, they explode and they spark everywhere. Well, as soon as those sparks hit dry leaves, it just explodes into fire. And then, of course that spreads into another fire. And then pretty soon you have little fires coming together into a big fire. And then you have swirling winds blowing these fires. And so our current um, electric system, it's not sustainable at all. We need something that's green. We need something that's solar. We need something that's wind powered. We need something that you don't have to turn off because there might be a chance of fires. I forget the name of the electric system in California that they just, what, I think it was like PG&E or something like that, but they turned, okay, thank you. They turned off the electric and it, part of me was like, oh, thank God they turned off the power. So there won't be as many fires. But then I was like, oh my God, do you know how many people like depend on electricity to live? Like how many people have oxygen machines? How many people need stuff? Go ahead, Maisie. Thank you. I was raising my hand. Uh, (laughs) So I have a friend who most of her family is in Southern California or in California. And she was talking to her sister and they had, I believe it was like eight separate counties that they were shutting off the power to and gave them, it wasn't even a week's notice that they were going to shut the power off and it was going to be for, I think seven days and um, you know, she was really worried for her sister and I think it, I don't think it ended up lasting that long. I think it ended up lasting like a day or two. I shouldn't say what the effects were because we were not there, but um, yeah, it affected a wide area in California and it was not very well planned out when she was telling me about it. I was like, that is so messed up. Like I get that. You know, it may help with forest fires, but why that timing? Why that long? Why not give people more of a heads up? Like, it just seemed really shitty and poorly planned. And it doesn't doesn't make sense. You can't do that. People 
can't prepare for that in that short of amount of time. No, um, and it shut down the whole, like, you don't even think of it, like, because you're not, I'm not there. So you don't even think of the repercussions, but of, like, after your power's out for more than 24 hours, like, there's literally the economic system there completely shuts down because places can't open to sell things and then people need things because they don't have power. So right. then there's this push to like, nobody has any water and then they price gouge for water and generators and people are getting fights over generators and the people that really need the generators can't get out and get the generators. And it's just like basically an end of the world catastrophe because a corporation they know that their electric grid can't sustain the weather patterns that are coming, but instead of putting money into it and fixing it, they yeah. just keep overcharging the customers and don't do shit about it. So they're getting richer. And then the people who are living paycheck to paycheck are consequently like fucked even more. Like they can't go to work because their work doesn't have power or they don't have power. Um, they're missing out on paychecks. You know, maybe they can't send their kid to daycare. Maybe like their work has power, but their the daycare that their kid goes to doesn't. And then they can't send their kid to day. Like there could be so many possibilities of why right. just fuck up your world, even if it was just for a week. Absolutely ridiculous. Anybody go all the way to the top. Yeah. So if we create a green power grid, um, it will create jobs. It'll save our planet and um, lives, actually. So um, I don't know why anybody would argue against this, even if the climate change thing is all made up um, and we do this precautionary stuff to help save our lives anyway. Um, we'd still be creating jobs and we'd still be um, living better and not poisoning ourselves. So there's a plus side to all of it. I don't see how anybody can argue against it. Um, yeah. Anybody else have anything that they want to add to this? Hoy. <laughs> um, I will say I don't, I just, I don't understand how you just can like not believe in a thing that's actually happening. But now that it's been, I think vocalized a lot more, there are some things that people in higher powers are doing that it's helpful. It's not nearly enough, but like one example, I never even thought of this, but so Billie Eilish is going on a world tour and she's, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called like the green tour or something. And they're having like, they're not having any type of like single use plastic on tour, which is a huge deal for venues because that's just what you do. It's cheaper that way. Um, and then I think she just posted a thing where people can get concert. They can win concert tickets by doing some type of environmental act, which for that to even cross the mind of a super massive, you know, artist and not to mention she's not even 18 yet. Like, that's so insane. And hopefully, since she's relatively younger, it's going to bring a lot of attention to maybe the people that are kind of young, that demographic, that aren't really paying attention. They're just being social justice warriors. I don't know. It just seemed really cool. I don't know why anyone's never thought of it before. 
I just, yeah, at this point, we need all the help we can get. Yeah. It's, um, but I did listen to another podcast from Throughline, and it blew my mind because I've seen people. I have really progressive friends on social media that I've never met, met on real life, but I've known them a long time. And they're like, you know, at what point, like, even if the people that live in the world do like we recycle and we, you know, watch our trash and we watch what we do. If the corporations don't change, it's not going to matter. And I was like, well, yeah, but you still want to feel like you're taking apart. Like you still want to feel like you're trying to fix the problem. So I listened to this episode on, on Throughline about in, I think it was like the 1950s. They started, um, because everything was in glass bottles and everything was recyclable. Like you, you would drink something out of the glass bottle and then you would drop it off and it immediately got reused. Um, people had Tupperware. Like they didn't have like one use containers that they threw away. They didn't have Dixie cups. Um, did you guys have grandparents that when you went into their bathrooms, they had the little plastic container on their bathroom wall and there were like single use yeah. cups in it that yeah. were for brushing your teeth. Like mm-hmm. literally you would brush your teeth, rinse your mouth out with water with a cup instead of using your hand, and you would throw away the cup. Mm-hmm. Well, none of that existed until the 1950s. And apparently, plastic companies and other companies would make advertisements to basically tell people how to make trash because they were coming out with all of these one-time-use containers, and that generation wasn't used to one-time use things like they wanted to keep everything and so they had to train people on how to throw away trash so that was the generation that were children during the great depression yes so these people they didn't know how to throw away trash but they had to be brainwashed and how to throw away trash so in like the 80s after all these people started learning Oh, this Pepsi bottle is made of plastic and I just throw it away when I'm done instead of dropping it off at the ga- the glass plant, you know, that I used to live next to. The milk used to be delivered. Even when I was little, we got our milk delivered in glass bottles and then we took the glass bottles back and they refilled them with milk. And that was in the 80s. So, which That's is kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, we lived in a really rural area and there was a dairy farm up the road. So we just would get um, like a... a wire basket filled with glass bottles and we would drink that milk and then we would take it back and get it refilled. But of course, like everybody was like, Oh, you have to have pasteurized milk and it has to come from a company. And if you get it from a dairy, it's bad for you. So all the dairy shut down. So people stopped doing that. So in the eighties, they started the keep America beautiful campaign. And it, what it was, everybody thinks that that's like to help, um, keep the planet clean but the plastic companies and the companies that were making us throw away milk cartons and plastic jugs they didn't want to take responsibility for the trash on the side of the road or the fact that it was piling up so they made keep america beautiful and they placed it the responsibility on the people that were buying the products to properly dispose of the trash instead of the corporations to not produce so much trash because Single-use plastic is a money pit. Like, the single-use plastic companies, they went into business being told, like, 
you're making money off of garbage because everything that you're making out of plastic will be thrown away. And that's how you're going to make your money. And so they had this whole podcast and it just blew my mind about how like, it's not us. It really is the corporations, but we're made to feel responsible about it because we're the ones that end up with it. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> Isn't really that disheartening. Mind blowing. <laughs> it's like, and then I remember like going to different things when I was little and getting like a keep America beautiful plastic bag with paper pamphlets in it. And it was all this stuff that really just got thrown away when you got home because your mom was sick of it sitting around, but it was like telling you how to keep America beautiful whenever it was just printing more trash to throw away. Ew, weird. Yeah. So weird. So through line, listen to that. It's one of their episodes. I don't know which one really good. Um, so the next thing I want to get to is the um, water crisis in Flint, Michigan. Mm. Yeah. I hope I'm telling you guys some things you that you didn't already know. Like, I hope I'm not just repeating what you hear every single day. Mm -mm. Um, not me. Okay, cool. Um, so this happened in 2014 and it is continuing on into the present. So we're currently in five years, almost six. Um, and I have a nice little page on it here. Um, it began in 2014 in Flint, Michigan after drinking the drinking water source of the city of Flint, Michigan was changed from Lake Huron and the Detroit River, which are fresh water sources, to a less costly source of the Flint River. Due to insufficient water treatment, lead leached from water pipes into the drinking water, exposing over 100,000 residents to elevated lead levels. After a pair of scientific studies proved lead contamination was present in the water supply, a federal state of emergency was declared in January 2016, and Flint residents were instructed to use only bottled water or filtrated water for drinking, cooking, cleaning, and bathing. Damn. Some, some officials asserted as early as as early of 2017 that the water quality had returned to acceptable levels, but of January 2019, residents and officials still expressed doubt. All the lead service lines are being replaced, which is expected to be completed in 2019. There are an estimated 2,500 lead service lines still in place as of April 2019. So the problem with this is, is that uh, rich people were like, this area of Flint, Michigan is poor. And so we're going to have it cost less money to give them water. So we're going to hook them up to the Flint River. These pipes are old. Um, there might be lead in them, but they'll never find out. Mm. Um, so and the problem, there's, there's also a problem. Um, I listened to Reveal. They had a thing. Um, like people are still living in Flint, too, with houses that have lead paint in them as well. Um, and so, like, there's basically, even if you repaint over a windowsill, you know how windowsills after you so long, like, the paint starts, like, chipping off of them? Um, there's still, like, after that fresh paint chips off, there's lead paint underneath it. And when you're a little kid and you're breathing that in, you're going to get asthma. You're going to get bronchitis. You're going to get things that hurt you. On top of ingesting this water, um... I can't imagine having to bathe in bottled water. Do you know how long that would take? And 
do you know how long it would take to boil it? And like, imagine if you lived in Flint, Michigan, you had three kids, you had homework to do every night, you had dinner to cook, you had a full-time job and you had to heat up bottled water to bathe them in every single night. I wouldn't bathe. I wouldn't either. I'd be like, I'll just be dirty. Uh, diaper wipes. We're cleaning ourselves with diaper wipes. We're taking granny baths tonight. Um, mm. And of course, in the process of all of this, um, their water bills went up. Their city water was more than ever. People didn't want to pay their water bills because they were like, why are we paying? Why do we have to pay this much money for poisoned water? So uh, there was a podcast I listened to a while back, but basically people weren't paying their water bills because A, they couldn't afford them and B, they didn't want to pay for poisoned water. So the city was basically putting it on their property taxes and taking their houses from them. That's so shitty. Yeah. 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 And these are places where like, you're probably too poor to just move out because you need um, credit for a mortgage or you need first and last month's rent and a security deposit. And you might have pets that you can't take with you. And, you know, <laughs> you're living paycheck to paycheck. You can't just up and leave. And so they're just stuck. Um, their houses have no resale value because their water's poisonous. So who's going to come in there and just be like, oh yeah, I'll live here and drink poisonous water. Like what in the crap? So tonight when I'm researching that, um, it says that, that the water contamination has chloroform bacteria. So we all know what chloroform is from watching murder shit. That's when somebody puts it over your face and you die. Um, it suffocates you. Um, lead, which we all know can kill you. And um, I think you say this Ligonier's disease outbreak. Um, Legionnaires. So, yes. Thank you. So that is a bacterium that is found naturally in fresh water. It can contaminate hot water tanks, hot tubs, and cooling towers of large air conditioners. It is usually spread by breathing in mist that contains the bacteria. It can also occur when contaminated water is aspirated. It typically does not spread directly between people and most people who are exposed do not become infected. Risk factors for infection include older age, a history of smoking, chronic lung disease, and poor immune function. So basically old people and little kids. Um, those with severe pneumonia and those with pneumonia can and a recent travel history should be tested for the disease. Um, diagnosis is by a urinary test and a culture. No vaccine is available. Prevention depends on good maintenance of water systems and the treatment of the disease is with antibiotics. Recommended agents include there's like three agents that I cannot pronounce, but hospitalization is often required and about 10% of those who are infected die. So it can be deadly. Um, and this has led to the outcome has been six to 12,000 children have been exposed to lead, which that can affect your entire, the rest of your life. Um, it can actually like basically slow your brain down. Um, 
It's caused a public health state of emergency, 79 lawsuits, several investigations, four resignations, four firings, five suspensions, and 15 criminal indictments. And 12 people have died from that Legionnaire's disease, if I said it right that time. They still lied and said that the water had returned to acceptable levels um, of lead. But I don't want any lead in my water. Um, and as of April 2019, like I said, there were still 2,500 um, lead pipes still in the ground. Um, and that's just a sample of this is America. We're supposed to have clean drinking water. It's not rocket science. Um, and if we went out and um, fixed all of our water, it would create more jobs. There's a lot of water in West Virginia that is has been basically ruined because of the um, the coal digging. Um, and the companies were supposed to clean it up, but there's different podcasts on um, Inside Appalachia that tells about the the water and how it used to be clear, and now it's just like dirty and gross. Um, and then fracking, they do a lot of fracking in Pennsylvania, and that can ruin water. Um, there's also in Alabama, um, there was a group of people that went to Alabama a couple years ago and they were from the United Nations and they went down to Alabama and they saw the sewage lines and the water and they said that it was equal to a third world country because there were no proper sewer systems in place and people were getting like ringworm and pinworm and basically um, bacteria infections that you would get if you went and visited a third world country and didn't take precautions. Um, and this is something that it's one of those things where you might not know if you have a parasite like that. Um, cause you're probably going to have like a lot of like, um, gastrointestinal, how do you say that? Like intestinal gas, Gast gastrointestinal. Thank you. Problems. Mm -hmm. And that can also come from like, if you're poor and you tend to just eat fast food and stuff, like it's going to have the same effect. You might not know. Um, you're probably not getting physicals because you probably don't have health insurance. So you could just have parasites and not even know it, um, especially if there's sewer running through your yard. Um, in late 2013, the U.S. Geological Survey and Environmental Protection Agency studied samples from untreated and treated water from the United States utilities in Alabama. And this was in Lawrence County in Morgan County, Alabama. Um, there is minimal information on the long-term effects of the contaminated water, but they discovered a uh, fluorinated compound and it was in a water sample and it had been linked to many other health problems such as thyroid disease, thyroid disease kidney cancer and pregnancy induced hypertension and many alabama residents had been suffering from contaminated water that can cause cancer um, congenial disabilities for women of childbearing age and developmental problems for children. EPA health advisors released on May 19, 2016, prompted, go prompted government officials to recommend that residents in both Lawrence County and Morgan County avoid drinking the water. After testing the citizens' blood 
concentration level, the EPA revealed that Lawrence and Morgan counties had water that was contaminated with water pollutants introduced into rivers and the drinking system. The residents have been advised not to use tap water because scientists have found traces of, and I cannot say these words, some kind of acid, PFOA and PFOS in the water source. Um, the two pollutants are known to be toxic substances that have been linked to causing certain types of cancers and other health systems. Companies in the area, such as 3M, Dakin, and its subsidiary Dineon LLC, have been identified as a likely source of the introduction of pollutants in the water system. There has been much controversy between government officials of varying levels as some question whether or not the alleged water pollution exists or if the numbers are not a concern. As a result, the EPA advised citizens in the counties to, to refrain from ingesting the water until further studies are done regarding the issue. So, that's in Alabama. Um, yeah, so basically companies that have a lot of money are just dumping shit into rivers and people are getting cancer. But then they're like, well, we don't really know if it's enough to cause cancer and we're going to continue studying it. Just drink bottled water in the meantime. I mean, you know, how much seeps into your skin when you take a shower? Who knows? Don't take a long, hot soaking bath. So does anybody have any comments on that? Um, besides the fact that it's one of the most disturbing things I've ever heard. It doesn't make any sense why why people can't get clean water. That's the dumbest way to say that, but it, it, I, they're just being a bully. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, and I live out in the mountains, and you would think I would have, like, clean water. I have a well. My well is full of sulfur, sulfur and copper, and it smells like rotten eggs. Mm -hmm. um, you're literally like, hey, did you take a shower or did you take a shit? And then um, we can't drink it. Uh, we can boil it and use it, but we can't drink it. Yeah. Um, my father-in-law has a well up the road. It's really, 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 really deep, and the guy who spotted it he was an old Appalachian man and he used well witching which is really cool um, what yeah have you not heard of well witching mm -mm. so they take these two different kinds of metal rods and they line them up somehow they hold them there's an episode you know the heartland series that airs in knoxville after the wbrr news yeah they have an episode on well witching and you basically hold these wires across each other and it'll point like lean towards the ground whenever you need to dig a well and it'll signal like where the good water is. Oh, so cool. his well was well witched and you know how um, the Fiji water tastes when you buy it in the bottle, it tastes like extremely clear and extremely fresh, but there's still like a little bit of a hint of a mineral taste, but it's really good water. That's what his water tastes like. So we have Whoa. like a 10 gallon jug and we go up and fill it up every week and then just drink that water. It is amazing. But like everybody else on our road, like their roads, their wells weren't well witched by an old Appalachian man. So everybody has <laughs> sucky water like us. You better bet the name of this episode Whoa. is Well Witched by an Old Appalachian Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. Yeah, I wish he was still around. Um, you should look up uh, YouTube videos on that. It's it's crazy. It's literally like no, like my husband's like no. They just drilled my dad's well really deep. Like they didn't. There was nothing to it. Like, but it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, I've okay. only seen that for finding like little kids. They're real. They're missing. Yeah, the the crossing the stick thing. Oh wow. Wow, that's crazy. I'll have to look that up. Next time my kid goes missing in the woods. Woof. <laughs> Hopefully it. that doesn't happen very much. No. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, right? Sheesh. No, mm-hmm. he's he's good. He stays by the house. Um <laughs> the dog though. The dog sometimes likes to visit the neighbors. Um, so the next thing I'm gonna talk about, I'm just gonna read this article. Um, because I don't want to make anybody mad um pretty sure i read all my sources from on um all of the water stuff was from wikipedia and then the podcasts of course that i've mentioned a few times that i've listened to um this was an article this is actually from heart.org and it's an article about why black women are at high risk of dying for pregnancy complications so I'm not black and I don't like want to offend anybody. So I'm just going to read this article. I grew up in a very rural white area. It was one of those areas where people are like, I'm not racist, but they are, you, you know, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always constantly trying to change that point of view that's been embedded in my head even if I think I don't have that point of view, um, I'm always learning things about other people. And I'm always trying to um, just like think about other people. Um, so this was something that I didn't even know until a few years ago and people started talking about it. But um, so Serena Williams and Beyonce are at the top of their professions. Williams is one of the best tennis players and arguably athletes of all times. Beyonce is a singer who sells out arenas within hours. But last year, they shared similar stories. Each each experienced life-threatening complications in their pregnancies. In that one way, these two superstars are just like millions of other black women in the United States. So... It was this thing where people were like, black women have a lower, um, they have a chance of having like complications during pregnancy because um, they're impoverished. And. (sighs) But it's also disproportionate for the same class. Exactly. It's real (laughs) fucked up. Exactly. And it's not just Um, African-American. It's like anyone but white, but most disproportionately African-American. Exactly. Exactly. Which is effing crazy. Like, what is the deal? And it's systemic. It's all systemic. Like, part of me is like, well, um, black people are still basically segregated in schools, in cities. They get less funding because they have lower property taxes and they're still segregated. So these kids and there's the war on drugs and the war on crime. And so they're just like, Oh, let's just lock them up. So how many, how many black doctors are there? How many black OG, OGBYNs are there than compared to white, you know, <laughs> like mm. 
it's so sad and it's so disgusting and it makes me hate living here but um uh let's see here black women are three to four times more likely to die from pregnancy related causes than white women three to four times that's a that's a high number yeah and and that's according to the centers for disease control and prevention it's partly why the overall rate of pregnancy-related deaths has climbed over the past two decades, making the maternal mortality rate in the United States the worst in any industrialized country. That also has to do with our lack of health care here and the fact that decent health care costs a lot of money. And even if you can afford health care and you do have health care, the um, co-pays and the premiums, and the bills you get afterwards that you're not supposed to get, but you still get and they're a surprise, is outrageous. Um, it's basically a public health and human rights emergency because it's been estimated that a significant portion of these deaths could be prevented. This is from the director of Women and in Health Initiative at the Harvard School of Public Health in Boston. The reasons behind the racial disparities are many and complex, she said. Lack of access and poor quality of care are leading factors, particularly among women at lower socioeconomic levels. But there's a bigger problem, she said. Basically, Black women are undervalued. They are not monitored as carefully as the white women are. When they do present with systems, they are often dismissed. Um, there's also a podcast on this, and I think it's through line and reveal as well um what that's what happened to williams when she experienced a pulmonary embolism a day after giving birth to her daughter via cesarean section williams was gasping for breath and recognized that blood clots were blocking one or more arteries in her lungs because of my medical history with this problem i live in fear of this situation she wrote in and the word did not print i don't know what it says so when i felt shorter breath I didn't wait a second to alert the nurses, but medical employees initially dismissed her concern, wasting crucial time before her diagnosis and the treatment she specifically requested. William's story illustrates the biggest problem facing black women, even when they are successful and affluent. Uh, even when they are successful and affluent, they just don't get the care that they need. Racism affects so many things before the patient even gets to the clinical encounter both implicit and bias and structural racism affect how women are cared for in the healthcare system the cards are stacked against them once they enter that system she said and this is from a report that's unequal treatment confronting racial and ethnic disparities in healthcare published by a division of the national academy of science the report's researchers found that among other factors bias and stereotyping regarding people of color can impact the level of health care they receive that differential treatment can happen through direct care or from communication gaps in which crucial details about a patient's medical history fail to get passed along all told some african-american women are probably entering pregnancy less healthy than other women she said last summer beyonce was diagnosed um, with preeclampsia while she was pregnant with her twins. The condition left her entire body swollen and she was confined to bed rest for more than a month before she had an emergency C-section. And these are people that have money. Imagine if you like didn't have insurance and you got like preeclampsia or you were having blood clots in your lungs. Like, Which happens all the time. And you had to have a C-section. Like forget sending your kid to college because you're just gonna have medical bills for the rest of your life. Um, 
Heart disease and stroke are the leading cause of all maternal death. Women who experience pregnancy-related health problems, including preeclampsia, have a higher risk for developing heart disease following childbirth. Emily Peterson, a medical officer in the CDC's Reproductive Health Division, said that the federal government is working with state-based healthcare networks to standardize care and look for situations where interventions could make the biggest difference. There's also a push to increase education about bias. Some hospitals and healthcare systems have implemented training on implicit or unconscious bias. Peterson said, to think about how people's backgrounds and unconscious may be affecting their care. Um, publicizing cases such as Williams or those profiled in the investigative stories in recent years by NPR and ProPublica also help tackle the problem. It is important to illustrate what's happening and make the public aware because it can encourage the health establishment to take on this crisis more and more seriously. In the end, the blame and the solution belong to everyone. It feels like an obstetrician problem, but really, maternal morality is a broader societal problem, she said. If everyone pays a little more attention to their piece of the pie, hopefully we can start to move the needle. So I'm not black, as I said, but whenever I was pregnant, um, I when I got pregnant, I weighed like 90 pounds. And um, I had never been pregnant before, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, it's crazy because you are not yourself at all. Um, the ladies I worked with had never been pregnant before, so none of them knew what I was going through. And I had to get off my um antidepressant, not my anti my anti anxiety medicine. I had to quit it cold turkey. So by month number six, I was having anxiety attacks. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Um, and I started losing weight in my third trimester. So I called my doctor and explained this to them. They prescribed me, um two different pills to stop uh, the nausea. They prescribed me Wellbutrin, which is an antidepressant, but it's the safest to take when you're pregnant. They prescribed me Ambien. I had my prenatal vitamin and they told me not to worry about losing weight in my third trimester because even in women in Ethiopia deliver healthy babies. So... What were those words that just came out of your doctor's mouth? Yeah. How are they allowed to practice medicine? I called them because I wanted to go in and get checked out to make sure everything was okay because I was losing, I was weighing myself and I was losing weight. And that's what they told me over the phone. So I am even uh, so mad <laughs> that I have to talk like this so I don't scream. Even though I am not a woman of color, like the feels for you that I have when you go in and you are not taken seriously for God only knows what reason, whether it be because they think you don't have money because you don't have insurance because your skin is a shade darker, like to just be told something and blown off when you like your life could be in danger or your baby's life could be in danger is shit. Um, I, Ended up having my son two weeks early, but I was going to be induced a week early anyway because of me needing to get back on my anxiety medication so I could function while raising my child. But when I went to the WIC office two weeks later, the lady was like, why'd you have your baby two weeks early? Sorry, what? <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, you had your baby premature. It was two weeks early. And I was like, they didn't say anything 
to me at the like they didn't say a word to me at the hospital about me being premature like they were literally like you're in labor you can have the baby now or you can put it off like it's up to you and i was like i'm gonna have him now because i haven't been eating and i need to have this baby and they were like okay whatever so like yeah i i don't know if it's just they that's their job and they're just used to it i don't know what the deal is but it's definitely like it happened to me so i can imagine what fucking happens in urban areas that are busier and have low-income people that they just don't give a shit about i'm i mean i had insurance at the time because i worked for a company that provided really good insurance but Oh my God, if I wouldn't have, I would still be paying on that hospital bill, like be ridiculous. And I probably would be dead. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I cannot wait until, um, like our generations get higher and higher up and we fade out the old, like ideology that people are better than other people. And, it's it's so it's all so mean like there's no sense in it there's no reason in it 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 makes me mad i have a lot of emotions and i don't know where to put them and it's not fair and it's not it's not fair for me to say that because i'm a cisgendered white woman but it's uh, right and it's like i hate even talking about it because do I even have any say? But like, if there's one more person that can become aware and maybe just like think, or maybe you want to be involved, I'm too much of a vagina to be in the healthcare system. I went to visit my cat at the vet, and seeing the things hooked up to her made me pass out, and I had to get a chair and put my head between my legs. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry I can't like help y'all, like <laughs> take care of people, but maybe you know and but there's there's a whole other issue to that because part of the problem is like college to be a doctor is so expensive Mm -hmm. and um hospitals that um basically provide to poor people or in rural areas don't pay as much Mm -hmm. so if you're a student that has to pay off medical bills and you have to live in a city because you know it's more expensive to live there and you have your student loans and you have your bills you know you're you're not going to make as much in a rural hospital or a busy urban hospital than you are in a cushy suburban hospital so that's why they're shutting down like like our our generation needs some type of free college education so that everybody Like, if you didn't have to worry about student loans, you could go out into West Virginia and live and be a doctor and still, like, make enough money to support your family and not have to worry about paying off your student loans. Um, And that's going to be a major health crisis for our generation. Like, there's not going to be enough doctors because people don't want to pay off student loans for the rest of their lives. So they're not going to be a doctor in a rural area. I did not even think of that. That's so Yeah, I didn't think of that. So I was, this is so political, but I was listening to the Bernie Sanders podcast and I, I mean, I'm for free college because I just think that everybody should have an equal chance to go to school. And I think that it shouldn't matter if you're rich or you're poor or whatever. I think that if you want to go be, um, an engineer, you should get to go be an engineer. Um, I couldn't afford to send my kid to be like 
an engineer, but if he wants to be that, I want him to be able to be that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't even think of it like that. Like, like this is the health crisis because, you know, imagine, okay. So like (laughs) there are people that go to be lawyers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you're going to make the most money being like a corporate lawyer. Um, So to be a lawyer, you have hundreds of thousand dollars in student debt. And so you're going to want to take the cushy lawyer jobs. Well, are you going to want to be a public defendant for like a county? No. So eventually, like, we're not even going to have like any good public defendants for like city or county because nobody's going to want those jobs because they can't pay off their student loans with them. So there's all kinds of jobs like that. that, um, And I know in my area, too, like, so I was talking to my friend the other day and she was like, oh, I substituted today. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you had you had your teaching degree. And she's like, oh, you don't have to have your teaching degree. She's like, you can substitute here for $80 a day. All you have to do is get like right, letters of recommendations to the from the city. And um, you can just be a substitute teacher. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> I can be a substitute teacher with no official training? Right yeah. now, all you have to do is wheel the TV cart into the room and put a VHS into the VHS. Yeah, player. I mean, truly, if you needed a degree for that, I'd be concerned. Learn how to read names, crazy. I mean, no, like it just—it's so so great. I mean, like, yeah, we definitely need to fix some shit, or we're all going to be fucked. Like, we're not going to have health insurance. All these catastrophes are going to happen. We're not going to be able to give birth. Like. <laughs> It's so I'm sorry I depressed you all. Doesn't matter because the air's gonna be too bad to breathe and the sun <laughs> will just burn us all. Violet, are you alive? Did I like <laughs> bore you to tears? I bored her to tears. <sighs> no. <laughs> She's probably fuming. So that wasn't a like necessarily about like a gory murder. Um mm. But it's things that bother me that I wanted to share with you all. Okay? That yeah, fair. It, it bothers me too. I'm just like, it's like, what can I do? Yeah. And you feel like this huge responsibility is like, oh my God, what can I do? Like today, like I try to do easy things. Like there was a lady behind me at Audis today. The line was really long because everybody got in line at once. And she had her hands full and she was juggling things. And she had like a Latino accent. And I was like, Oh my goodness, take an extra bag, put your groceries in it and stand in front of me. I have a whole cart just doing simple things like that to like make people feel like they don't have to even struggle in line. And she was just so appreciative. She's like, Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. You know, she had a little girl with her, you know, and she's trying to like keep tabs on the kid and hold her groceries that, you know, you you think you're going to go into Aldi's for two things, but then you have like an armful of things and you can't get a cart. And, So I gave her my bag and I sent her in front of me and told her to keep my bag for her groceries so she didn't have to buy one and just little things like that. (laughs) But that's all, guys. That's all. (laughs) That's all. That's all. I am so depressed. I know. So now we're going to have to play a fun game to liven it up. The game I made isn't fun. (laughs) 
Name that disease. <laughs> Ooh, that's a fun one, though. I really like diseases. I know. <laughs> yeah. This podcast will kill you. They need to um come oh, back. So they've been they on. They've been on a break. No, they did. I thought they did. I saw a tweet today that was like, "Hey, oh. it's from." Oh, hold on. Well, I'm not caught up anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, me either, me. but I have okay. to make sure that I download it again. Because if my power goes out, the only thing I have is downloaded podcasts. And oh. I have to make sure that I have a lot of them. So that if I lose power... um, Interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, ready. They have been back since 1029. <laughs> What? That's because it's not on my list anymore. It says we're back big time with our season three premiere, Syphilis. That's right. We're delving into one of the most infamous affections of all time. Hell yeah. They also... Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, And then they released a new episode yesterday on E. coli. Yes. Did you know? This is the fun tweet of the day listen to this podcast will kill you not that they need our recommendation but uh it is jack in the box that made the u.s aware of e coli really like the restaurant like the restaurant what how long has jack in the box been around it says even though it wasn't the first epidemic of e coli 0157h7 the 1993 jack in the box outbreak in the western U.S. made the bacterium a household name. Jack in the box, what did you do? Scandal. I love it. I'm excited. Now you guys have a whole bunch of other podcasts to listen to um, along with Murder Blips. Yeah, that's what I like this week. This podcast will kill you. Um, I've also been listening to the Mark Applier. I want to use his real name because he doesn't do the podcast as Mark Applier, obviously, but the Mark Fishbach podcast, Sleep, The Edge of Sleep. It is a fascinating story. It's like not, it's fictional. It's fun. Only awesome. it makes me tired, which is funny. You'll understand if you listen to it. Well, I need that because I need podcasts <laughs> to listen to whenever I want to go to sleep, but then I need podcasts to listen to when I have to like clean my house or work. So. It is a Sasha accepted level of horror. I will say that much. I, that means it's also Cody accepted. So, because <laughs> I am the wimp. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, it's very good. Those are the things that make me happy this week. Oh my gosh, gourmet, uh, gourmet makes by Bona Bon Appetit. <laughs> I've watched almost all of them with Claire in a very love- short amount of time. That's what I watch when I'm at working from home because it's like something that you can not pay super attention to. Yeah, I do it while I crochet. Nice. Um, but I've gotten to the point like I caught myself reading the ingredients on a snack earlier, and I was like, I never read ingredients. <laughs> but you're <laughs> like, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like, my favorite part, ingredients. <laughs> and you like still, read them. I still read the cereal box when I'm eating cereal. That's how old I am. It's funny. That's what my mom used to do to me in grocery stores to make sure I shut up. <laughs> Read I this. I was very talkative. 
That's so, really funny. That's how she handled it. <laughs> Did she make you read it out loud? Mm-hmm. I would have been like, read it in your head. Oh, no. <laughs> it would have been probably so hilarious to listen to Kid Sasha try to say, like, dextrose. Dextromethorphan. That's oh. a cough syrup ingredient. Oh. Uh, maltodextrin. <laughs> That's what the kid's allergic to in daily daycare. <laughs> I thought it was from a commercial. I just remember like a stuffy headed kid. <laughs> maltodextrin. Yes. Oh, I love it. That's what I like. Violet. Are you with us? Did you get murdered, Violet? <laughs> How are we going to get to the bottom of this one? Are we going to have to end this without Violet? I will edit in what she likes. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, Violet. Bye, Violet. Thing that I wrote. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I was muted. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I just love that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> the first pulling my shit together. <laughs>